Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alf Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee here. We're here with the 145th episode of the show. This is actually the first episode where we're going to close out an album. This is the final Ride the Lightning song of the entire run. It is Trapped Under Ice. And I know Trapped Under Ice isn't one of those tunes. It is the Tundra Flex stepchild in a certain sense on the album. You know, you look at the track listing. Fight fire with fire, ride the lightning, for whom the bell tolls fade to black. Trapped Under Ice, Escape, Creeping Death, Cthulhu, like, you know, it becomes that sort of dichotomy, I understand that, but maybe we'll change your mind, maybe we won't, but today, with the guest, we're going to be exploring that track, just before we get to the song and the guest, please follow us at MetallicaPod, get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com, if you want to hop on the show and do a discussion, Patreon is there, you can give back to us there on Patreon, help support the show, and basically get access to episodes like this that go on there first, and all my video reviews, and we did the Guitar Hero episode recently with Tommy, that was been on the Patreon, we've got the Metal Mask episode with Dave coming up, I don't know if that'll be on the Patreon quite yet, but it'll be on there first you know a few weeks beforehand um itunes leave us a review on itunes go on to all the various platforms or on on spotify and i just want to encourage you as well go back through the archives you know as i said this is episode 145 so we've been doing this a fucking long time and uh, check out your favorite or least favorite metallica songs and see what me and the guests thought of them but today i'm joined by someone i've had on the show before he's a podcaster himself we tackled prince charming prior mark how's it going good tom i'm uh I'm looking forward to discussing this song. Um, last time, I know I was... Uh, I kind of had an away game, as it were. I sure. think I liked Prince Charming and liked it a lot more than you do, so... <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited and really curious to see what you think of this song here today, so... And as I just mentioned, like, you are a podcaster, and I've been really enjoying the Divisive Albums podcast. Like, it's an interesting niche in the musical criticism realm. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I need to get back working on that again, quite honestly. I, uh, I have this thing where I start a project and then I get bored and I start another project, but uh, thank you. I, uh, I do have some ideas for the next couple albums. It's just a matter of forcing myself to actually sit down and work through them. What, what are you going to tackle in the future? Um, so the next couple albums that I'm thinking of are uh, Save Rock and Roll by Fallout Boy, which is okay. kind of a strange one because there's not a lot of rock and roll on it at all. <laughs> Is that is that later uh, era? Because I know like Fallout. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, they took a hiatus and they came back and they pre I guess prior to the hiatus you could sort of see where they were going, but mm-hmm. then there's just like the hard stop. Right, right. Um where it's like completely different from anything they'd done before. Um and then the other one is Nirvana's in Utero, where I'm mm. leaning hard on the second half of kind of the tagline of the podcast. Where I say albums that divided their fan base or were otherwise controversial. So I'm going to kind of get into how it seemed like the record label hated in utero when they first presented it and all of that stuff. So uh, now I've said that in public. And so now I guess I have to actually do those two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was doing some research on Nirvana just purely out of interest the other month or so. And I found some MTV thing. Was it 94 in utero came out? Uh, 93. I think 93, so. that's right, yeah. And they go to, like, a college campus and just find these random undergrads and give them copies of the album and agree to meet them the next day, and they go back to their dorms and listen to it, and there's some jock who's, like, confused by radio-friendly unit shifter and stuff <laughs> like that, and, like, it's a it's a vintage slice of MTV. I'll have to find it and put it on the Twitter, but, um, oh, you know... Oh, that's great, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen the, like, I've seen it kind of in the recommended videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. I've never actually clicked it oh, myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 
Seek it out. Check that out. Seek it out. Certainly, yeah. So, um, you know, today we're doing Trapped Under Ice and always try and get as much research as possible on the song. And I discovered, you know, if you Google Trapped Under Ice, Metallica are obviously top. It's fucking Metallica. They dominate all the SEO rankings, stuff like that. But um, there's a big band from Baltimore, a hardcore band called Trapped Under Ice. Were you aware of this? I was not, actually. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got um, quite a big I suppose following. it doesn't surprise me, like, that much, just because as influential as Metallica are, and I mean Trapped Under Ice is something, I suppose it's kind of a common phrase. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did not know that prior to this. Yeah, I couldn't work out whether it was exactly ripped from Metallica or they were just kind of, you know, they had a lot of, lot of kind of Arctic imprisonment ideas early on or something, and it was just a coincidence. But uh, yeah, their name that, and it got me into a little bit of a uh, Wikipedia hole. I found this great article where bands named after songs or bands named after lyrics in songs, and there's so many of them, like obviously... Uh, there's a Jet, are named after the Wings song. Mr. Big, who are one of my favourite bands, are named after the Free song, Mr. Big. Uh, Firehouse, apparently after the Kiss song. Communist Daughter, there's a band called Communist Daughter, after the Neutral Milk Hotel. I don't really know why I'm putting this into the podcast, but it was just kind of a <laughs> kind of an interesting thing to think about, you know? Oh yeah, I've definitely gone down the, uh, the wiki and or internet rabbit holes before, where I started in one place and just ended up someplace completely different. Like, what the heck, how did I get here? <laughs> so, um, Trapped in the Ice, as I say, it, 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 you know, it's a much neglected track. It's no one's ever going to put it on first when they rip out Ride the Lightning and put it on a turntable or whatever. You know, people on Twitter have been saying they skip it often. Like, in, in general, to you, where, where does this sit on the record? Obviously, it's not kind of on par with Cthulhu or Fade to Black, but do you think it fits overall in quality? Or? So, for the most part, yes. And when I was younger, this was actually my one of my favorite songs is on Ride the Lightning because it was kind of, it was so fast. It was, um, you know, it was sort of what I was into in high school was the, the up-tempo, the really thrash stuff. Um, but the song is kind of interesting to me in how, in how kind of not that interesting it is in mm-hmm. some ways. And I don't mean that, it, that sounds a lot worse than I mean it to sound, but yeah. what I mean is... Um, you know, the two songs that were kind of written or started on Ride the Lightning went back when Dave Mustaine was in the band were, of course, Ride the Lightning and Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. If you would ask me to, with not knowing that, going in beforehand, uh, you know, kind of pick out one song on this album that would have been from kind of the Kill 'Em All era or pre-Kill 'Em All, I would have guessed this one. I would have guessed Trapped Under Ice. And there are a couple reasons for this, really. Um, but the first one is it's... Uh, you know, it fits in a lot with kind of the the up-tempo, thrashy style of Kill 'Em All, where they, you know, Kill 'Em All is great, but it's clearly their first album, and you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the lyrics are kind of just sort of vague metal horror, or we're macho metal guys who rock, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um and so, lyrically, most of Ride the Lightning, they're, they're still, you know, very metal horror, but there's a bit more kind of thought, and you can tell they're starting to put a bit more maturity into the lyrics and the subject matter. You know, like, Fight Fire with Fire is about nuclear Armageddon. You got Creeping Death, which is about biblical plagues. Uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, the Horrors of War, and so mm-hmm. on and so on. And then you have Trapped Under Ice, which is about a dude who's trapped under ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a metaphor like, it's like, there. Oh, it's horrifying. It's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, fair. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there is obviously a message there, but it is literally about a guy trapped under ice. And go- I like what you're saying about Kill 'em All as well, because, yeah, going from Kill 'em All to Ride is such a quantum leap. You almost feel like there should realistically be an album in between that for them to get to Fade to Black from Motor Breath. And you could hear a song like Trapped and Dies on that, because, yeah, there are a lot of the, uh, you know, ignore the pun trappings of Kill 'em All, a lot of the sort of headbanging ideas, and, you know, a bit of the sort of dunderheaded lyricism and stuff like that. But, but, but then again, there are some really cool sections and breaks and and movements going forward but we open with these regressive retreating chords they're almost kind of glacial to me and then there's kind of an odd sound which shows a step forward sonically sounds a bit like george lucas's thx warming up you know that kind of odd secondary sound in the top as the as the riff kicks is like a it's kind of like a building thing yes yeah, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I think it's just before, like, the first big solo that comes yeah. in. Or no, it's just before, like, the it's song just, really kicks yeah, off. Yeah, it's just before the riff sort of kicks yeah. in and yeah. then cliffs underneath with a kind of gravelly sloshing. And, um, you know, Kirk's got these kind of wide chords above. And then we get into the solo that you mentioned. There are three of these solo breaks here. I mean, yeah. you know... <sighs> They're very early 80s, aren't they? They're not exactly narrative or lyrical. They're a bit flashy. Not that there aren't notes here and sequences that I do like, but there's not much food for thought, I suppose. They're just doing their job to get you excited early in the song. Right, yeah, and they do that job very well. Mm. Um, Like I said, this was one of my favorite songs on the album when I was younger. I don't know if I'd say that now. Um, If you ask me now, I would probably say Cthulhu, actually, Mm. because, as we mentioned on the previous episode, I'm a Cliff Burton guy, so... um, but yeah, the yeah they they do their job. They do it well. You can kind of see this is sort of the I think one of the first places where you can kind of hear uh, the upcoming glimpses of late period Kirk Hammett, where he's just doing the wow 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 <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. there. But he but he doesn't really overdo it. And like I agree with you, there are sort of, there are places, especially near the end of like the first solo, where kind of the guitar tone is kind of that screechy 80s, that, like, screechy 80s almost keyboard guitar tone. Mm. Um, you can hear something similar, and actually, uh, there's a there's a video game series, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the E series? No, I'm not. Um, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's more popular now than it actually was, at least in the U.S. here. Uh, but there's one song... Um, and it's from specifically the TurboGrafx CD version of the game, or maybe the PC Engine CD. Right. I don't know which one it's called in Europe. But anyway, uh, the uh, if you look up that version of the song, and the song is called... Ah, uh, shoot, what's the song? I believe it's called something like Tower of the Shadow of Death is the song. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a song that plays in a tower in the game. And in the uh, the PC CD version of it, there's a guitar solo tone that the whole thing is done on like keyboards and things, but you can hear kind of the very screechy tone that reminds me of the end of this solo of uh, Trapped Under Ice here. Um, so yeah, but the the solos themselves, I, I like them a lot for what they are, but you're right, they are kind of very of their time. I, I don't know if this is when Kirk had started taking lessons from Joe Satriani or not, but you, you can kind of tell. 
<laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, look, there's so much like classic Kirk throughout this album in terms of his solos, like you know the, the, the creeping death solo, the, the final fade to black solo, like you know his work on Ride, like you know, just, just uh, spoil of riches. And here it's just slightly redundant and kind of just get kind of guitar hero theatrics that don't really do anything for me. Um, as we get into the first solo, James is riffing underneath, and that becomes the verse riff. And this is a real sledgehammer kind of bit of fresh meat here, isn't it? Like. You can really set your watch to this. Yeah, it is. And the one of the more interesting things about this is that this the song, especially the verses, they're in kind of a different, almost higher key than a lot of Metallica songs, um, even the thrash stuff. Like, it all kind of hovers around, I want to say G. Mm. Like, you know, as opposed to, you know, uh, like Blackened, which is all around E. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know... Uh, battery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, you have the verse riff, and then you have the verses themselves, where um, you know James isn't doing quite as much of the kill 'em all sort of shriek, but it's still there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still uh, slightly so- prepubescent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, probably in part just because it is such a high key. Yeah, and also it's just so young as well. Like you know, okay. There's also yeah, yeah. I think Where it was like they... nineteen though. To be, I think I think disclaimer: James had gone through puberty by Ride the Lightning. I'm pre- I don't know if Kirk yes. had yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure James had. And there's lots of gang vocals in this track throughout, which Metallica employ here and there. You know, we just covered through the Never, uh, which pops up in that song as well. The freezing. You know, screaming, yep. like that sort of stuff. Like, that's just kind of, like, built for the stage, isn't it? Although, ironically, they haven't really played this song live very much. 21 times total. Oh, yeah, I was actually kind of curious about that. I didn't, unlike Prince Charming, I did not look that one up beforehand. And um, I was kind of curious how much they had had or had not played it live. I would have figured they would have just because it only being on their second album, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just sort of by default, there's probably going to be, you know, some some selections just because with only two albums out there's not a whole lot to choose from set list wise yeah yeah um, you, you would think that wouldn't you yeah the the chronology is interesting so yeah 21 times yeah. twice they played it in 84 back to back november 17th 18th that was in belgium and france and then there was a 16 year gap where it came out for one concert in chicago 2000 then it came out oh, four wow. years later for illinois and then it kind of became part of like the um world magnetic tour and that's where it got all its airings out and i think it was the ended at the Orion Music Festival as well. But yeah, since oh, then, wow. they haven't popped it out. And there is a weird performance. There's a few performances online. I watched a Glasgow performance this morning. And, um, you know, I don't want to accuse James of being racist, but essentially the song ends... And he says, trapped under ice for you, special price for you. And he puts on like a really exaggerated Chinese accent. I'll, I'll put, the, <laughs> I, I mean, I know Mark, you won't be able to hear it, but I'll put the clip here for our listeners and maybe you can consult afterwards. Hey! Trapped under ice for you, special price for you. Thank you, Glasgow. Yeah, I still played it to my girlfriend this morning. I was like, is this, is this a bit like stereotypical? I don't really know. Like, you know, whatever. James in the moment, he wanted to dip into his oriental bag. I don't, I don't really know why, but he did. I don't know why it's basically trapped under rice. Trapped under rice, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know where right. he's going with that. But, um, but yeah, yeah but yeah, you know, the song itself has these um, gang vocal parts. And it has kind of probably my highlight of the song is after the second chorus. 
where there's lots of chugging, there's lots of riffs, reminds me a little bit of Death Magnetic and all the connective tissue that moves forward. And then we get into the bridge, which is kind of a bit like a creeping death. It kind of has a, a riff that breathes and allows, you know, the scream from my soul, fate mystify, that idea. Like, what do you make of that whole section? Yeah, I like that section a lot as well. And I think that's in as much as there is kind of a musical evolution present in this song it's in that bridge um the bridge is a little bit more melodic than the rest of the song you have like you said the sort of creeping death but the chanting vocals and the gang vocals like you were saying earlier Mm -hmm. that that scream from my soul fate mystified hell forevermore um yeah it's it's fairly early here still so i can't really chant it out but (laughs) you know um, but yeah, I, I like that a lot. And then just kind of, uh, the, uh, the bridge riff, like I said, that's a little uh-huh. bit more melodic kind of actually resolves to somewhere resolves. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's one of the, yeah. One of the highlights of the song. Yeah, it's, pretty, and, it's pretty phenomenal. And like, I don't, people who skip this song, like, look, I know it's not like, you know, the top of the league table when it comes to Metallica or anything, but it's still a fantastic early fresh song from them. It's pretty breathless and it's, it's over quite quickly, but stuffed with ideas. Yeah. It, it's, uh, like you said, um, not one of the top tier kind of thrash era, uh, Metallica songs, but that just tells you how good the top tier actually is that, you know, you can say that about this song because, you know, I definitely still love this song, even if it's not one of my favorites on Ride the Lightning. Mm-hmm. That's just because the rest of Ride the Lightning is so good that, you know, kind of by default, something has to be at or near the bottom. Um, and like you said, some of the, uh, um, you know, even though it's basically just about a dude trapped under ice, there are some, like, surprisingly... Uh, I don't know, I guess mature lyrics, like, uh, crystallized as I lay here at rest. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that I would have come up with crystallized. And then he says something, uh, no release from my cryonic state. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, Some like, good vocab. Like, like, he's basically, like, probably 19 at this yeah. point. 19, yeah. 20. Mm-hmm. And, like, where is he coming up with cryonic state? Like, wow. I, I don't think I would have done that at 19. And, you know, I've seen people trying to dig deeper, and obviously you can always look at every lyric as a metaphor, and you can go into the obvious direction of, like, oh, the ice is like pain and suffering and profound loneliness and alienation. I have seen some people as well, this might be anachronistic, think it's like an anti-drug song, because ice is like meth, like trapped under ice. I mean, what do you think of that? Hmm. I mean, if you really want to dig for it... Bit of a reach, right? Yeah, I think so. They, uh... You know, they would, uh, I feel like they would, I don't know if they were capable of reaching quite that far with, like, the symbolism yet. Yeah. You know, like, even Master of Puppets, which is obviously, you know, a master, it's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. Master of Puppets is, but it's it's obviously an anti-drug song, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know that they would, I don't know that they were quite capable of the going that far with the symbolism, especially with, um with this particular song 
Um, no, no. I mean, it's, right. it's literally about someone trapped under ice, and that's great. Yes. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's actually a cool idea. Like, you know, we all think of, like, I don't know, Captain America, for example, or a caveman or something like that, and, and, and just kind of that analogy. And I appreciate the imagery in it, and I think it's really, really cool. And it's just, you know, so many times metal songs stray into, like, girls and booze and drugs and whatever, and it's just, you know, it's kind of boring to listen to, really. It doesn't conjure any visual image to accompany the music. It's weird as well that they didn't play the song when they played in Antarctica. I don't, I don't get it. Yes. <laughs> How yeah, did that I happen? How like... they manage that? I think they were asked about that at some point, and they were just like, yeah, we forgot our bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, you know, only yeah. been played 21 times. It's not something they've got easy to the fingers. So, yeah, I can forgive them for that. But, um, but yeah, all right, in all... Yeah, not in the muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know, all in all, it's a pretty breakneck song. Again, it's kind of stuffed with a lot of cool stuff. I really like Kirk's playing for it. What do you make of the rhythm section, like what Cliff and Lars are doing here? So, I like... I like some of the stuff that Lars is doing. Um, as far as Cliff goes, from what I can tell... Um, he's kind of just following the the rhythm riff, mm. and that may just be because, and I've sort of discussed this a little bit on on Twitter and whatnot, is that, you know, And Justice for All, of course, has infamously almost no bass on it whatsoever, yeah. but even like Lightning and Puppets, the bass is mixed rather low if you're not specifically listening to it, mm-hmm. like if you were... You know, if you're if it's not a song where Cliff is playing lead bass, and sometimes even on songs where he is playing lead bass, um, I know I know I've gone off on Cthulhu for this, where Cliff is just playing sick lead stuff, and you if you're not listening with a decent pair of headphones, good luck hearing anything except the occasional wah pedal. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it kind of this song sort of falls victim to that where. He kind of gets a little lost in the shuffle there. Yeah, yeah, it's not kind of a kill 'em all power trio mix, and like yeah, in the intro you can hear it as I say coming in, but but when the guitars are kind of layered on top, and it almost feels like there is this kind of like you know this uh, this ice like layer, this kind of frozen <laughs> impenetrable surface that you kind of trying to yes. hear Kirk underneath a uh, cliff, sorry underneath, but yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, make head nor tail of that. But um, any uh, any final thoughts uh, on the uh, trapped under ice, Mark? So one of the interesting things about it, well, there's kind of two interesting things. One is that this is one of the two songs on the album that Cliff doesn't have a writing credit on, which mm. I can, which I can, that doesn't surprise me that much because he was kind of the, uh, it feels like to me he was really the evolution, the driver of evolution in the band. Sure, and like I said, yeah. this is kind of the, this is kind of the most kill em all track on the album. Absolutely. Yep. And then the second thing is just where it's placed on the album, kind of immediately after Fade to Black, where, you know, kind of back in the day, Fade to Black was controversial. It was, oh, it's Metallica doing a ballad, they've sold out. Mm. You know, I, I think it's very smartly placed on the album, actually, where, um, well, actually, I guess on a record, it would be on, it would start side two. But, yeah. you know, on CD, uh, coming immediately after the ballad, the big, oh, they've sold out. <laughs> you know, it just kind of smacks you in the face. Like, oh no, we're we're still Metallica. We can do this up tempo thrashy thing. And you know, here's the proof of it. Yeah. So I guess those would kind of be my two thoughts. All right, like where it's placed on the album. I think it's you know the best possible position for it in the track listing. And just uh, like I said, I still like the song a lot. It's just that the rest of the album is 
you know, such a such a masterpiece really yeah. start to finish i feel like even even escape i like yeah yeah um yeah. and that again kind of going back to when i first heard ride the lightning um the the kind of lyrical message of escape is just something you kind of need to hear when you're in that middle school high school age you know <laughs> yeah. that, that it's okay not to conform it's okay to do things your own way yeah yeah um, yeah. i mean you know like like you say sometimes the weaker tracks almost make the album like, and I know it's a weird thing to say, but it's kind of like it just makes you realize the variety of taste they have. Like, I know you covered um, Fifty One Fifty, right, by Van Halen. Yes. And Inside, like the closing yep. track on that album, what a weird song that is with all the spoken word interludes, and but it just kind of makes you realize the, the breadth of creativity on there. But yeah, Fifty One Fifty, actually, Jesus, I, I do really love that record. For just, for, I've got so many memories that like, I listed when I was fourteen in Canada, like, and I oh, can't, wow. I can't look at the Canadian flag and not hear Sammy Hagar. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it just rings through. But um, as we always do, guys, we reach out to you on Twitter uh, to hear your feedback on Trapped Under Ice. Uh, Dead Skin Mask, that is uh, Rick Nashtag saying, uh, it's both underrated and also one of the worst thrash era songs, which says a lot about how good those era songs actually are. Ralph says, this song is criminally underrated and should be played more often live. Freeze them all, anyone? Definitely not a skipper or filler to me. This song thrashes hard as hell. The bridge section is phenomenal and Kirk really crushes the solo on this song. The fourth best track behind Creep, Fade and Bells. That, that's 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 crazy to say, Ralph. To be honest with you, I can't, I, fight fire with fire is a lot better than trapped under ice. But Ralph, I appreciate your opinion. Look forward to our episode as well. Uh, me and Ralph are going to do an episode on uh, Metallica's Doodles. Um, you know where they do like uh, Kirk and Rob will do like the song of this place and whatever. So that's a fun episode right, coming yeah. up soon. Uh, Deep Purple Podcast said, ever since I heard Metallica's "Got to Get You Trapped Under Ice," I haven't looked at the song the same way. I haven't actually heard that one. Uh, John says, <laughs> check one, that out, yeah, 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 one of their best songs. John says, awesome. Really proper Metallica Mike says that verse that bridge scream freeze hell fresh perfection all band members shine not a wasted note in this blistering frozen masterpiece Marcus says another filler track and a lot of people have said that. And well, I don't understand that, but I can kind of, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't certainly agree. Uh, Connor says, the ascending guitars in the intro always makes me feel like I was swirling around in a whirlpool of icy water. Damn, that's poetic. And I can totally see wow. what he means, yeah. Uh, yeah. Connor saying, also, great thrashy songs overshadowed by the four songs in front of it. Kirk really shines with a handful of solos. And finally, Danny Santana saying, was my favorite Metallica song for a long time. Some really great riffs in there. And, you know, it's a song on, like you say, a masterpiece of an album. Like, I just... I can't talk down on Trapped Under Ice. I know it's a bit of a shun track, but to me, it's still up there. You know, I just love hearing what these guys create, and I think this is a worthy addition to the catalogue. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, if if the, you know, kind of up-tempo, I don't want to say stereotypical thrash, you know, but if if that chord of... Ah, words... <laughs> If that style of Metallica is your thing, then yeah, this song is still great. It's still, you know, I know I've said this a bunch of times now, but it was for a while my favorite song on this album because that was, you know, it, it hits that pretty perfectly, really. Even so, though, you know, even though there's not a whole lot of, like you said, metaphor to it, the imagery uh -huh. in it is really 
uh, it's really powerful. So yeah, yeah, it's very well done for what it is, certainly. And yeah. I think in 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 lesser hands, like if Motley Crue had a song called "Trapped Under Ice" and had to be a guy trapped, in, I, I, somehow they get some strip bar underneath the ice. I don't quite know how. <laughs> right? Yeah. Somehow there's sex involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would finagle it. They'd yeah. be like, "Yo, dude, this Neanderthal bitch had big titties in the ice." I don't, I don't know what they do, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Vince would get that in there. So um, yeah. yeah, that is uh, that is trapped under ice, guys. And as always, we'll be back for more episodes. We've got oh, Tuesday. Days Gone coming up uh, with Rick, which will be really fun to go through. Turn the Page and the Unforgiven Trilogy. We're into Unnamed Feeling, Until It Sleeps. And then we're on to the Vs. Then we're on to like pretty much the last 10 songs of the run. So uh, yeah, we're almost done, guys. As always, subscribe to us. Um, iTunes, leave a review if you enjoy the show. Patreon, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Don't really put stuff on YouTube, to be honest, but I used to. So go on there and check out the stuff on YouTube. Um, you did, Am I right in thinking you did another podcast alongside the divisive ones, Mark? Uh, yes, yeah, so my wife and I do another music podcast that doesn't really have a doesn't really have a theme or a coherent uh, overlying uh, a theme tying it all together. Uh, but it's called the Music for Two podcast, mm-hmm. and you can find that at I think it's musicfortwopodcast.com. dot uh, com. My wife actually does a lot of the social media and a lot of the actual behind the scenes stuff with it. Uh, but the purpose of that one is just we each pick an album and we talk about it, kind of start to finish, discuss what our favorite songs on it are, our least favorite songs, that sort of thing. So uh, that should be fun because actually, uh, tying this in, one of the albums we'll be doing uh, coming up next episode is actually going to be Master of Puppets. So ah. that should be a lot of fun. All right. So excellent. definitely uh, check that out. Well, guys, go check out uh, Prince Charming as well when I spoke to Mark before. And anything else you'd like to promo? Um, not at the moment. I, well, let's see. I occasionally do, uh, video game streams on Twitch and there I am, uh, twitch.tv slash M-D-I-E-M-P-T-Y-E-Y-E. I think that's, what what, what, that's do you, what do you stream that's... out of interest? What games? Um, right now it's a lot of kind of retro stuff mm-hmm. or just kind of retro style PC games. I don't do it very often, but. Uh, I used to do it a lot more, and now I sort of have, like I said, Mm -hmm. gone on to other creative projects, so bouncing back and forth between things. (laughs) Okay, guys, well, um, yeah, the Twitch is there, and uh, all the podcasts will put the links down below. Let us know what you think about Trapped Under Ice, MetallicaBot at gmail.com. Patreon, iTunes, all that various stuff is there. But, Mark, thanks again for your time. This has been great. Yeah, thanks. I had a lot of fun.